I'm Tracy Tucker, and this is Discover Flint Township, brought to you by Flint Township Economic Development Authorities, HAP, Financial Plus Credit Union, Shea Automotive Group, and 103.9 The Facts. I have a special guest today for our Guaranteed Rate Business Spotlight, and I've had her here with me before. Her name is Joni O'Sullivan Butler, and for those of you who don't remember her, she is, is it? Owner, president, what? what's your official title? Uh, owner and president. Owner and, right. oh, she's she's on top of it. She's owner and president of John P. O'Sullivan Distributing, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. For those of you who don't know what that is, they are located on Marketplace, and they distribute all of the adult beverages. <laughs> <laughs> for our area, not all of them, but a lot of them. <laughs> so, you know, how did you get into this? Let's start there. So, uh, it was my father started the business, John P. O'Sullivan, yeah. hence the name. And uh, he started in 1976. And we've been over in the township on Marketplace. We built the building in 1980, and we've been there ever since. Yeah, we and love we, having you here, too. Yes, we love being here. And uh, we started out with two counties, Genesee and Lapeer County, and we have since uh, bought out other distributors and expanded, and we now cover 11 counties in mid-Michigan, going to Port Huron and Saginaw and out to Gratiot County on the other end. So. So you've helped this business grow. I mean, when you took over, it wasn't just, you know, sitting back and letting it, you know, just roll. You have really expanded the business. You you uh, expanded the building itself, even we have, right. We have. We're looking into possibly expanding again, which we'll be talking about. Tracy, I know. I know. I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So you know, and it's still a family affair. You have family that's involved in the business with you still, right? Yes. Yes. My husband and I run the business. Yeah. Yeah, he he's a super nice guy too. I've met him a couple of times, and um, well, more than a couple of times, but he's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so let's talk about. Um, can you talk about what brands you um, rep around the area? Oh, sure, sure, sure. So uh, our largest brands are Miller and Coors, mm-hmm. and then we do Sam Adams, uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade, Pabst, and we also represent some Michigan craft beers such as Atwater. Grand Armory out of Grand Rapids, Wolverine out of Ann Arbor, yeah. and that's uh, awesome. Yes, yeah, so we do some local ones too. It it it's so it's so fantastic to see a local business grow like you guys have done, and to see what you're able to do, and and looking at the future. Uh, I know that we've talked. You're trying to you're looking at an expansion, another expansion, but you're trying to stay. Uh, where you're at, which which we love, we're glad, <laughs> but we're trying to help you out there. But it 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 poses issues, right? When you're trying to um, expand not only the business, but uh, you get to a point where you're like, okay, we either got to go bigger or stop growing, right? Yes, right. Yes, and so. the industry is changing so much. Uh, a lot of beer distributors are now becoming full beverage distributors, carrying non-alcoholic products. Uh, we're getting into a lot of better for you type drinks. Um, mm-hmm. One of the latest ones that's been really successful is called Olani New, 
and it's an energy drink. It's zero calories, uh, zero sugar, and um, it's a lot of fitness influencers online. Oh, really? Are behind this? So totally different demographic than me. Right. <laughs> so it's like the TikTok uh, audience, but um, but it's funny. been but it's um, it's been doing really well, and it's uh, especially at Target, and then um, Walmart just picked it up. So yeah, look for Alani New. And then we are also carrying a, a new like pre-workout drink called Prime. Okay. And uh, that's also put out by the same company and that's doing really well too. That's cool. So so now you're venturing into different types of products, not necessarily just alcohol, but alcohol-free. And, and we're not talking about just beer, alcohol-free beer. You're talking about like waters and, and energy drinks and all that kind of stuff, yes. right? Yeah. That's that's awesome. So how does um how did you even get involved with them? I mean, well, we've just um you know, Miller Coors has actually branched out into some of these non-alcohol products. They picked up Zoa, which is an energy drink that's backed by The Rock. Yeah, and, I've heard of that. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so that they started out with that and then we've also picked up through them a really nice coffee. It's called La Colombe. And uh, you can get that in uh, like little cans. And uh, there's with oat milk, with vanilla, all sorts of different flavors. So that's been that's been really nice. So uh, we kind of got into it on the Miller Coors end and then have just been researching on our own and um, have have found some different drinks along the yeah, way. Yeah, and a lot of it doesn't have necessarily to do with that um, your beer distributor. It has to do with the, your, your distributor. And right. they need the logistics. They need to know how to get stuff into the stores, get it on the shelves and that kind of stuff. So you help them out with that. <laughs> we do. We do. So we have um, Dion just walked in. So we're going to get her set up. And um, if she has any questions for Joni. You haven't, you haven't met Joni before, have you? All right. Well, Joni is with us from John P. O'Sullivan Distributors, and Dion is from Guaranteed Rate, who is the sponsor of the Business Spotlight. So, <laughs> well, so we're nice going to welcome you. her in. We've just started doing this where we're trying to have our uh, our sponsors and our guests all at one time, so that if they have questions, it's not just me you know, asking questions that I might have asked before. But I am, you know, logistics is a huge thing. And so these new brands, for them to get on the shelves, if they come to a distributor like yourself, it helps them get into the market better, right? Is that, and so that's kind of what they're doing is going with known distributors. Correct, yes. We, we get them out on the truck every day. We deliver them. And then on top of that, we have a merchandising department that goes to the stores and fills the shelves, builds displays, makes sure the product looks uh, really nice out there. Yeah, that's awesome. My so- son actually did that for a while. Excuse me, I'm a little raspy. It's just I came from the Upper Peninsula and, you know, like bolting down here. So going from that temperature, like below zero to the rain, has affected my 
uh, sinuses and allergies. So forgive me about, you know, sounding so raspy. But my son did that in California for a while. Uh -huh. He worked for a distributor where he had to go into all of the stores and make sure that all of the alcohol displays, everything was set up perfectly. Everything was stocked. And I mean, he absolutely loved it. He's not, he's working for Guaranteed right now, but he did that. And I did not know about what you guys do and all of the ins and outs of that until he worked for that company. Right. So it was really kind of cool. Yeah, most people don't even think about it. They're, they're like, oh, that's the Miller distributor, but they don't think about what all you do, right? Right, right, right. right. And when we when they did their expansion last year, or last year, it's been longer than that. It's been three years ago, right? Yes, three years was already. Prior to, I, I, my whole life is prior to the shutdown. The shutdown, yeah, after the shutdown. And prior to the shutdown, they did an expansion. And we went over there, and at that time, I think it was White Claw? Yes. Yeah, yes. that was like the big new thing. And they had all their stuff out there. But they do, uh, not only do they do the distribution out to the stores and then all that stuff, but they do recycling of uh, the cans and bottles and, yes. you know, all that kind of stuff. So they have a recycling area. They have their distribution area. And, you know, they have all their trucks. And it, it, it's a huge, it's a huge undertaking. Well, I'd like to comment on that because, like, when I go to the stores now and White Claw was the big thing. So we'd be up in Gladwin, you know, having a good time. You couldn't find White Claw anywhere in any of the stores, yeah. anywhere. And now I see they have so many different flavors of everything. Yeah. It blows my mind. But one of the points that I wanted to kind of make is we're up north. We've got 20, 30 people. People are having cocktails. And I've noticed that they're not turning the cans in for the money anymore, I see them throwing the cans away instead of going for the, you know, 10 cent refund or whatever yeah, it is. Weird. It's very weird. So I guess my question is, so if I decided, okay, I don't want to deal with, you know, turning the cans in, do you guys have like a place where we can drop cans off? Is that something that you were just talking about that you guys do? Well, it's actually been a, a really big issue since COVID hit and uh, the bottle returns were shut down for such a long time. Yeah. Um, no, there's nowhere that you can turn them into us. And um, we actually uh, become under-redeemed because we initiate the deposit in the market. So when those cans do not come back, we're under-redeemed and we're on the hook for the dime. So yeah. we have to actually uh, send that money back to the state. So really it's, it's a tough it's um it's one of those things that you know the system was put back in place in 1976 and it, it's one of those things that really needs to be looked at especially since covid um that there needs to be some changes because you're 100 percent correct no, people are not as into turning back in the cans for the dimes it's just not worth it right. you know, worth the, the time. time and the effort well and i mean a lot of times it's a very dirty job. It is. But what I look at is this. Okay, so you've got, let's say, 100 cans at 10 cents. You know, why can't we put all of these cans in a garbage bag and donate them somewhere because there's enough people in need? Someone's going to return yeah, them for, for sure. that money. A lot of the schools do that. I know that our when my kids were in school, they always did can drives and that yep. kind of stuff. So I always, uh, I have called, like, the school before the the. Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, a lot of times they do can drives. I had a lady that um, was not working during COVID, and she had just happened to stop by the house, and she's like, do you want your cans? I'm like, you know what? Take them. Yeah. Yeah. You can take yeah. them. The school's not work going functioning right now, so if you want them, 
you're working for it, you take them. And she did. And, you know, it, it helped her out. It helped me out getting them out of there, you know. Well, a lot of states don't have that you know that refund or right. whatever and so they just recycle them or whatever and i'm like 10 cents is 10 cents and i'm guilty of it don't let me sit here on a pedestal yeah. because <laughs> i can't i'm right. guilty of it right. throwing them away or giving them away but i feel like some sort of initiative needs to take place where a, a regular can drive you know instead yeah. of returning the bottles yourself drop them somewhere so that yeah. money goes somewhere yeah. whether it's like back to you guys because think about it if no one's turning that 10 cents in then we're not getting that deposit back but you're still on the hook for it that's a huge loss yeah i think it is, it is. we're all for can drives every time there's a school can <laughs> drive we're like yes <laughs> you know so. well how does that work how does it come back to you that the stuff that you've had to put the dime on that it, that you got it back how so does that work it, it depends on where they're returning um the larger chain stores like the kroger's and walmart's they have a different system called tamra and it goes through the machines, and so that's the kind UPC. of yes, that's a little different. Um, we pick up if it's a uh, like the smaller independent accounts. Mm -hmm. We actually pick up all those empties okay. on our trucks, and then bring them back and recycle them. Oh, um, okay, at, at our place. Okay, so that's how they track whether or not it's your cans yes. or not. Yes. Huh. I always wondered about that, how that worked. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's something that, like, once I feel like I need to be doing something differently, I'm going to be doing different things with my cans and bottles now, and everybody that I see, especially if they're at my house, they will too. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. I mean, it's like, I mean, you're not going to throw $10 away, right? right. You're not going to be like, oh, right. I don't need that $10 bill. Right. But if it's a penny or a dime or a can, yeah. it just makes you kind of think, you know? Money is money. You know, it's funny because we always go out to, we go to this old gas tractor show, you know, in the in the fallout in the Oakley area. And we all camp there. And we have a huge group that camps there. We have like, I don't know, like eight or nine different campers together. And I always told, the Boy Scouts always have their little blue can can things that you can put your cans in, you know, that they, that they collect and then they get the money for their troop and all that. So we're sitting there and those guys come by and I'm like, you know, if you put that can right at our site, I guarantee you it will be filled at least once this weekend. The first time I said that to him, they didn't, they were like, yeah, okay, whatever. We'll put one there. Well, they now every year they make sure there's two of them. In our yeah. side. Well, I mean, if you think about it, right. So you take out your garbage every day, yeah. right. And then you have a recycle days for your yeah. plastic. I mean, why can't we have a recycle for our cans and our bottles yeah. and have something because at least then it's not filling our landfills. People are like, you know, you can donate. I don't know what the answer is, but I feel yeah. like something is the answer. If you're going to have two bins for recycle and trash, why not three for cans and bottles? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of places do that. Don't, don't some of the States that don't have the deposit, don't they have recycling for glass and cans? I think they do. Beats me. I think that's what they do with it. I think it, I think it's something, you're right, something that needs to be looked at and reconfigured because it doesn't make any sense that you guys are on the hook for 
that dime. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, if you think about it, maybe there's something already in place as we sit here and, and speak about it. Yeah. I'm probably going to have to Google it and figure out <laughs> if there's like some initiative already in place or, right. you know, right. things that we can do that, you know, we don't reinvent the wheel, so to speak. Right. Right. So I'll let you know, Tracy, what I find out. There you go. And then we were, we were uh, talking right before you got here. Um, you've went from two counties to how many counties are you distributing to now? We do 11 counties now. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so now you have 11 counties. Now you're outgrowing the space that you just expanded. Now you're looking at expanding again. How's that? How's that going? Um, it's going. It's going. <laughs> it's, She's more thing. We're it's in like, the initial still planning we're still stages. Still trying to right? figure it out. We're a little landlocked, so yeah. we're trying to figure that yeah. out. Yeah, I know. I I've been trying to get them in touch with the right people for a couple different things, and they're looking at some incentives and things like that. But it's it's nice that that you're looking at the expansion. How how are you guys doing employee wise? I know you were looking for employees last time I had you on. Are you guys still needing? people we are we are um still looking for especially cdl drivers mm-hmm. and uh it's just the competition to hire cdl drivers is is fierce and there's a shortage throughout the country still mm-hmm. and uh so we are looking for drivers we're looking for uh warehouse people and we're also always looking for merchandisers <laughs> Yeah. Where would we go to apply? Forgive me, because I, I showed up yeah. a little bit no, late, so I missed that part. Where, like, I, I know a lot of people, and I know a lot of people who want, you know, to be employed. So where could I send, you know, I have two people in mind off the top of my head. <laughs> where could I direct them? Great. So on our website is www.jposullivan.com. You can apply there. There's an application right on the website, um, and uh, that would be the best place to start. Okay. And is it like a flat rate or do you guys pay based on experience? Um, do you train what? All of the above. Okay. All okay. All <laughs> of the above. Yeah. I don't want you to so, like start yeah, shouting yeah. out numbers. Yeah. I was just, you yeah. know, yes. wondering yeah. what the position is for, what your experience is. And then you guys, now do you do in-person interviews? Is everything we online? Do. Okay. No, we do. We do every, in person. We're, we're back to in-person meetings. Okay. And, and Back to in-person interviews and all. Of and that. are you first, second? What are your shifts available? We have um, we have three shifts there, and um, the drivers. That's obviously they start the earliest. They start about four a.m. Okay, four, between four and five, heading out. Uh, we also have a day shift, and then we have a third shift uh, warehouse, which loads the trucks at night. Okay, awesome. Well, if you guys already Good covered questions. that, I apologize. Yeah. Well, no, we had no, no, no. We were on a new subject. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I just like I said, I have people that I know are in need, and yeah. I, I mean, I feel like across our country, there's a shortage of employees right. everywhere. Well, and that's why we've we've uh, this year I, we're kind of focusing a little more on businesses that need employees, and they're looking and how we can help employees get with the employers. We've had. Um, you weren't here when we did Matrix Trucking. I can't remember who they were partnered with, but um, Matrix Ex- Matrix Expedited Services. They're, they're in such need that they have started their own training school for drivers. So um, you you might be able to hook up with them and talk to them about yeah, that you need drivers idea. too. Because um, it's something that our businesses here in Flint Township have really tried to uh, take on uh, yep. training people, 
even if it's not just for them, but for others that by getting people in the door just for training, maybe finding a good employee, you know. So, you know, we've got Automation Movers across the street from you, started their own training center, um, uh, ATI, uh, the American Training Institute for Paramedics and that kind of stuff. They started their own. Curbco started their own, which they're doing, like, uh, people for street sweeping, running heavy equipment, uh uh, maintaining the equipment, that type of stuff. Is all of this stuff um, on the website? Again, like, you know, yeah. I said, I know people no, who... These are all these are all businesses in the township that we've had on um, doing interviews with to talk about. And I'll probably have them all on again this year. These were all last year, but maybe have them on again this year just so we can reconnect with people, maybe get their information out again. That's a good idea. Yeah. Get it on our website of where training is available. That's a great idea. Matter yeah. of fact, we'll, we'll get that up on our website. We'd like to... Um, maybe have listings for like maybe a link to your website where you have Absolutely. job listings available and that, and we can do that as well. Well, if you think about it, you know, the way that you advertise, if, you know, people in our community can just go to one website and say, oh, well, look at, there's 10 different people that I can look at, you know, what their um, job qualifications are, where to apply, you know, you never know what could happen from that one-stop shop. Yeah, we try to, well, we try to help the businesses. We've done them before where we've listed their stuff on Facebook. Um, that didn't work. I didn't think all that well that, you know, it, it was, it was very, um, it wasn't user-friendly the way we were doing it. It was hard to get the listing on and then it was hard to get it off and, and all that. I think it, if we can, um, create a space where they go directly to your links so they're interacting with you directly i think that's a, yeah. a better use of time and i think that's that's good that's, that's what a i was like idea. getting at you know you if you go to up. your you know the flint township.org or wherever that website is mm -hmm. and then you have a link to your company a link to at all of the yeah. other things that might be something yeah, no, that could generate some that's a great employment idea. for our county yeah, I mean, it's nice we try to bring people in like Joni and have her talk about what she's got going on and and um, get their message out. But it, you know, people listen, they might not necessarily hear the website or they might not, you know, whatever. So if we can help you out in any way, we'd like to do that. So, yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> so um we've got Joni here did was there anything special you want to talk about today well yeah I mean you know well, me I, I love to talk <laughs> you know so one of the things that I've been experiencing I, I'm Dion Oliver the mortgage lady yep. from guaranteed rate NMLS 169474 I have yeah. to announce that yeah. so one of the things that I've been experiencing in this crazy market that we're in is taxable value versus assessed value. People are like, okay, what does that mean? You working for the township, you probably know, yeah. right? So when, you've, when you own a home or you purchase a home and you look at your tax roll, there's a taxable value, which is the amount that the millage rate that you pay your taxes. And then there's an assessed value, which is what the assessor of whatever municipality says that your property you know, is assessed at. And it's usually half of whatever the sales price or something is. Right. What we're experiencing with the increase in values is the taxable value might be 50,000, but the assessed value is 70,000. So when that property changes ownership, your taxable value is going to come uncapped and it's automatically going to go up to the 70,000. Right. What that does is it creates an immediate increase in your taxes. Yep. 
So if, if as, a, as a lender, my due diligence is to do that research because if I'm telling a client that their taxes for the year are $1,200, that's $100 a month. But if your taxable value goes to your assessed value and now that adds an extra you know, $600 yearly, then that's what, another 50 bucks a month? So their payment just went up $50. Well, how in the long run that ends up affecting people is greater than just $50 a month. And that's because your escrow accounts are affected by that. Right. So let's say for example, your taxes monthly are a hundred, mm-hmm. but your taxes increase, right? So you set your escrow account up, you're paying forward. When your tax bill comes due, the escrow account, the mortgage company pays that tax. Well, if you close on your mortgage and I tell you your taxes are 1200 and they get a bill for 1800, you've got a $600 shortage. The mortgage company has to pay that $600 to the township. Plus the $600 for next year. Plus the $600 (laughs) for next year. So instead of a $50 a month increase, you're at $100 a month increase. And what we're seeing is I've got a client right now whose payment went up $333. And that was a multitude of reasons why. So she bought her house. The taxable value went up only $11,000. But this was during COVID. We were doing car side closings at the title companies, lenders and realtors weren't allowed, you know, to attend. So you pull up in the title company parking lot and you've got somebody literally almost coming out and dressed in like a hazmat suit with a protected (laughs) pen. This is not a joke. Signing docs, car side, and we do a lot of electronic signing as well. Well, some of the communication that was being missed is you have to file a homestead property tax affidavit, homestead affidavit and a property transfer affidavit. So if that's on the borrower and it's a whirlwind and it doesn't get filed, your your home comes uncapped and now you're not homesteaded. Yeah. Well, buyers don't always understand that. Yeah. And one of my jobs is to explain that to them. So as I was speaking to this client yesterday, she was going to go refinance with another lender. I got a notification of a payoff requested. I called and I said, well, you know, give me the opportunity to keep your business. So I start doing my research And as it turned out, property transfer not filed, homestead not filed, which means that her taxes went up $2,000 for the year. And so you got to think about that. It's insane. So I just did a little bit of research, contacted the title company, contacted the municipality. We're getting them a credit because the mail wasn't being delivered during that time. And so you can document that. This is the third time this has happened to us in the last six months. Now, mind you, when I send out my closing documents for a client, I I make sure that they know I attach the property and I say, here's your taxable, here's your assess. Make sure you put an extra $50 a month away. That way you're used to making a higher payment. And when your tax bill and escrow account comes short, you've got the money saved in an account to do it. And now you're already used to making the higher payment and you don't have a shortage. Yeah, and they really need to look at that because if if the if it's been capped on proposal A, if you have somebody that's been in their house for 30 years, what they're paying as tax is not what you're gonna be paying. And it's gonna go up quite a bit. Because like my house, I've lived there twenty eight years or something like that. Pretty close. Almost yep. thirty years. Thirty years this year. <laughs> Cause I'm old. But <laughs> if I leave there, that's all going to come uncapped and they're going to 
they're going to be subject to. Well, and then the the second part of it is, so you immediately come and cap from taxable to assessed, file your homestead, but you're still going to be subject to another increase the next year, which is what happened. So it went from 50 to 66 to 71. And even though I prepared her for it, because all of the taxes, uh, the tax forms weren't filed properly, mm-hmm. she had no idea, and neither did the other mortgage company she was talking to. But because we, I did the due diligence to protect the client, I'm not even going to refinance her. We're just going to fix her escrow account. And so we saved her five or $6,000 in refinance fees. We saved her from paying a higher interest rate. It, it just is about doing, yeah. as a lender, your due diligence. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to have to talk more about that at the next show because um, we're running out of time and Rusty's going to start flinging things at me here in a minute. But I, I want to I thank you for coming in, Joni. My, we'll probably have you back when you do your expansion so we can talk more about that and maybe talk more about the jobs that you need. But I want to remind our listeners to uh, email me at discoverflinttownship at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Flint Township Events. Our YouTube channel and anchor channels are Discover Flint Township. Our webpage is discoverflinttownship.com or flinttownship.org. Again, thank you to my guests and our partners, HAP, Shea Automotive Group, Financial Plus Credit Union, Guaranteed Rate with Dion, <laughs> the mortgage lady, and 103.9 The Fox. Discover Flint Township with us next week at 7.30 a.m. right here on 103.9 The Fox. I'm Tracy Tucker, the Flint Township Economic Enhancement Director, and I would like to remind everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, shop local, buy local, and discover Flint Township. We'll see you later.